I'm Jazz. And I'm Jay. And this is Locked. Let's speak on it. So our first topic is going to be people who choose their hobbies over schooling. I'll start. Why did you come here? Why did you come to school if you were just going to choose your hobbies over it? You're paying all this money. You're spending all this time. Yet, you find yourself failing classes, falling off the face, falling off the edge, for that matter, over your hobbies. These may include things such as music. <laughs> no hate, no hate. <laughs> All hate. Um, this could include, like, choir. I don't know. Um, any sport? No hate. <laughs> but any sport. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, and I think it's important to mention that Nobody ever told you that you were good. <laughs> you just decided that you were good, and you sat and you ran with it. So while you're out missing your classes and not doing your assignments and skipping lectures, you're out in the, for say, let's just say the studio, making <laughs> bad music. <laughs> this isn't directed towards anyone specific. Or, for example, you're out on the field playing an awful game of soccer, football. Our football team can't win. <laughs> So I just find it funny how you would prioritize something that you're not good at over something that can provide you a real future. Exactly. Like, when you get out of college... Where will football be? Where will football be? Where will music be? If you're not 21. If you're not Taiki. <laughs> if you're not DJ Khaled. <laughs> then why are you trying? <laughs> Usually, not usually, but, like, a lot of people get famous um, from music, like, early. Like, early on in their musical career. Doja Cat, she got famous off of Moo, I'm a Cow, or whatever that song was. And that was a joke. Like, people, if you're, if you're gonna get famous off of your music, it's gonna happen early. If it doesn't happen, by your second album drop, like... Think of Lil Mabu. He was in the studio in high school, and he's famous now, exactly. working with rappers like Krishan Rock. <laughs> I'm Mr. Take Your Father to New York. Saw my name all on the Hey. Yes, I took his lady. I like blue face, so I took his baby. So it's like that. I agree, and it's just. You're retaking classes. Calculus multiple times. Multiple times. Not even one retake. Calculus one? Like, that's the entry level of this school. Chemistry 115? And, and we know some of our peers in the current day that are on the edge of failing classes, if not already failed, and it's only November of our freshman year. Right. So if you're already leading down this path... Are you going to make it to senior year classes? Or right. are you going to retake freshman and sophomore year classes for four years? Exactly. That's the question. Exactly. Because right now we're in a major called first year engineering. If you're in your second year of school, but you're still first year engineering, if one plus one equals two, 
It's I not mean, equating. It's not equating. It's, it's not equal to two. To, that. to get into your next major, you need a 3.2 GPA if you want to sign up for a real engineering major. Mm-hmm. So that means that A, they didn't have the classes that qualified them for the next major, or B, they had a below a 3.2 GPA, both of which are unacceptable. Unacceptable. And then on top of that, you say, oh, you ask them, oh, like, like what happened? Like, maybe, you know, maybe they had a bad year. Maybe they don't know how to study yet. Maybe they just, maybe something went on. But if you ask them and they respond with, oh, I had a lot of track meets. I'm going to look at you like you're slow. <laughs> Personally speaking, <laughs> I won't be able to value your intelligence at the level that I would have initially valued at. <laughs> Not at all. We all got into this school. Meaning that we all have the potential. Our school saw us having that potential. And so for you to just throw it all away. Like, obviously you're, you're not paying for your school. Because I promise every single person at this school who is paying for their own school is working hard. Like, every That's single sure. day, not fooling around, making good decisions. In that studying room, Monday through Sunday, every single day of the week. Exactly. That's one type of student. Then there's a type of student who doesn't pay for their school. You know, yes, mommy and daddy's money, but I respect mommy and daddy's money. There's people who respect mommy and daddy's money. And and, and so if your parents invest in you and believe in you and and see you as a hardworking individual... Prove that, prove them right. Do not prove them wrong. And then, and then there's that third, that third type that doesn't respect. And to be honest, that third type is, is probably going to end up on the streets. I mean, if they can't respect opportunities that have been given to them, they, they won't be able to make it anywhere. Life is about using other people's help to get to the top. Exactly. You can't just make it to the top by yourself. That's not how this works. Exactly. And, and, I always go back to this thought. We had help getting into this world. We didn't get into this world on our own. We didn't summon ourselves. We didn't spawn out the lobby. We spawned out of a woman. And so we've gone our whole entire lives getting help. We couldn't help ourselves when we were six months old. So what makes us think that we can help ourselves now? We need, we, we humans naturally need help. And if you're not going to seek that help, if you're not going to at least seek advice on what to do, if you're going to continue on your musical career, your football career, I mean... Track, soccer, baseball, softball, anything. anything. If, and if you're not succeeding at both at the same time... Something's got to give. It's something's not that schoolwork. Exactly. And, and, and that comes down to priorities. Next, we'll be talking about priorities. Mm. In this life, there's always going to be something that is more important than the other. Mm. And it's up to you to decide how, what is more important and how you need to go about that. For example, in some classes, if you're doing better in one class than you are in another, it's probably wise to spend more time and effort on the class that you're doing worse at. Mm. And we, I have personally seen several cases where somebody is on the verge of failing a class or has already failed that class and yet they continue to put in a hundred percent effort to that schoolwork (laughs) it's like you still have other classes that you aren't failing but you will fail if you focus on the class that you're failing Mm. and i just find myself questioning like 
am I the only person in this world who knows how to make priorities and who knows how to understand what needs to be done when it needs to be done? If I have math homework due on Tuesday and physics homework due on Wednesday, why would I start my physics homework first? That, that's just a question I find myself asking myself. And there's another aspect to that as well. That's the academic aspect. But then you also have to talk about, like, for example, let's talk about relationships or friendships. If you can't take a singular second, not even, maybe that's a stretch, a good five seconds on the toilet, okay, right when you're about to go to bed, I know you be checking that phone, when you need to make a call and you look at your text messages or you look at your call log and you see that you have missed calls, after you get done with the call that you need to do, call those people back. Like, like, if you want to have friends in this life, you're going to have to put effort. And it can't be zero to 200. If I'm calling you, if I'm trying to make plans with you, if I'm texting you and I get nothing in return, it's up. We can't be friends anymore. We can't be dating anymore. We can't be anything anymore. We're, we simply knew each other in a past life and no, not no more. Right, and, and that, that comes up all too often, and I don't understand the pattern. I have family members who I'm constantly texting, calling, wishing happy birthdays to, and I receive none of that in return. Hmm. It's like if I, if I don't keep up contact, there will be no contact. So it's okay, you're gone then. Exactly. This is, and, and I know that you're texting people because you mean to tell me that you're just leaving your mama and your daddy on red? <laughs> you, you mean to tell me that when your boss calls, you don't pick up? You mean to tell me that if you get an email from your professor, you're not responding? Bull! I know that you're seeing your messages. You're just choosing not to respond to my own. And that's a personal offense. And, and we, can't be, we can't be anything after that. Exactly. And, and it's not even like we ask for much. Okay, yes. Sometimes I respond to people within the week. Yup. But at least I respond. Okay? When it gets to a good month, two months year (laughs) it's like okay now like something message received yes message received received i i I don't have to try any harder i i very clearly am understanding this dynamic here i'm texting you you don't care okay i've learned that lesson and then they have the nerve to come back and be like oh why do i have no friends oh why do my friends not talk to me because they're not your friends anymore they're not your friends you don't have friends anymore And, and on that same note if I'm trying to talk to you about things other than schoolwork and you just have never any time to respond to me, but when when you have a question about that chemistry, that mathematics, that physics, all of a sudden like you're on your phone and you're able to talk, no. My door's closed <laughs> and locked. You can't come into my bedroom. You can't get on my line. You can't do anything because you couldn't respond when I just wanted to hang. But now when I have the physics answers, all of a sudden we're cool? Mm. No. That's not how that works. Exactly. I once upon a time heard a quote that said, I choose my friends strategically. If you choose your friends strategically, if you are tactical and practical and technical with your friends if you choose them based on how well they how well they do physics how well they do calc how well they do chemistry or how not well they do that them it's 
it's it's it's it's it's obvious at the end of the day if you only go to them for that type of help it's it's clear that you put them in that type of category and some people just don't appreciate that type of treatment especially when they try to show something completely different if i want to hang out and you want to come to my room to look at my physics um uh, questions and my physics answers we're done there's no friendship here and 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 sometimes it's okay i will admit like sometimes okay yes if you're gonna use me for my uh like whatever i don't even know chemistry abilities then i'll use you for my physics inabilities you know like sometimes yes it can be a two-way street but if you're coming to me and and then i can't ask you for help if you're coming to me because I'm smart and I can't come to you because you're dense, like, it's not going to work. Exactly. And just to rebound off of that and shoot from the three-point line right back <laughs> at you, like, it's okay to have a friendship that is only academically based. Mm-hmm. It is not okay to have a friendship where it is one-sided. Mm-hmm. Somebody is always giving academic help and somebody is always receiving academic help. Mm-hmm. A, a proper academic friendship is I help you. And in return, you help me with something that I'm struggling with. Mm. So so please don't twist and remake what we're saying for something that it isn't. Academic friendships are just fine. But if it's a one-way academic friendship and we previously just had a social friendship, that's when the line has been drawn. Yup. And that brings me to my next point. Speak on it. Respect. Respect. Imagine this. You are direly in desperate need for help on your math homework at 11.55 p.m. and it's due at 11.59 p.m. You come running and knocking on my door almost on the verge of tears and ask me to help you real quick. In my prime, in my midtime hours, I took the time out of, you, out of, out of my day to help you out. And you leave joyous and jubilant. Then picture this, the next day, we're both doing work in the lobby and um, you call me stupid. That's the type of disrespect that I'm talking about. We were just talking about one-sided relationships. It, there's a giver and there's a receiver. I'm the giver and you're the receiver. So for you to call your own giver stupid? The same giver who helped you get your points for your homework yesterday? It's, it's disrespectful. And that could go for anything. Anything academic. Do not, do not look over somebody's abilities. Yes, I'm in a physics a group chat with 500 plus people and yes some of those people i don't like but when they give me the answers i respect it i i may not like them i may not like their attitude i may not i may not like the way that they act but at the end of the day they're giving me help and i and i am appreciating it yeah absolutely abhorrent i need (laughs) my second example of respect would be respecting people's space. In our personal bedroom, we have multiple areas to sit that are quite comfortable. We have chairs, couches, 
bean bags, stools, multiple, multiple, multiple places that people can come and sit down. And, and that's okay. They're designed to be sat on. But what isn't okay is to knock on somebody's door and before you're invited into the home, into the area, into the space, you bust in, you snatch a perfectly folded and pressed blanket off of the couch and you slather that on you and then you sit down. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Because who folded up that blanket? That would be me. That would be me. I washed it and folded it and put my scent beads on it so it would have a nice, comfortable, inviting smell for myself. And then you want to come into my room without being invited inside, sit down, unfold my perfectly pressed blanket, and then lay it over yourself so it can absorb your own odor? <laughs> Am I missing something? I, I feel disrespected in so many different ways. You cannot come into somebody else's space and make yourself comfortable. You ask, may I come in? And if I say yes, you come in. You ask, may I sit down? Oh, sure, you may sit down once I allowed you to. And then you say, oh, I'm a little bit chilly and brisk. May I use this perfectly pressed blanket? And then at that point, I will decide if you can or cannot. That is how you go about being in somebody else's space. You do not enter somebody's space and you treat it as though it's your own because I would never do that to somebody else. Every single time I'm in somebody else's space, I ask, can I step here? Do you want me to take my shoes off? Do you want me to do X, Y, Z, this, that, the third? And, and I just find that absolutely obscene. I mean, you ought to be out of your mind. Out of your mind if you do something so clinically just insane in the brain. Please take it away. Oh, yes. And that brings me to respecting other people's property it's one thing to step into a room yes like you cross that boundary but when you start touching my things that's when that's when that's the safe that's the safe for example (laughs) putting your feet up on my furniture sitting on my beautifully cushioned plumped up the day prior beanbag can i just add something to that Mm. putting your feet up on somebody's property personally i have this very plush and pink (laughs) ottoman that is made out of a nice fabric and wood and it it almost is couch material and this happens i won't name any names or anything but one day this has happened to multiple people have done this but people have put the bottom of their shoes on the top of my ottoman it's one thing to put your feet up on the ottoman. That's okay. I mean, that's- it's one thing to put your heels up on the ottoman with the bottoms of your feet not touching it. But if the bottom of your feet that have been walking around and all of the piss, puke, poop, throw up, <laughs> spit, dirt, everything, bugs, dirt, bugs, feces, dead animals, corpse, and you're gonna take that, you're gonna take that roadkill. I mean, look at where we are. The middle of the wild, wild Midwest. So for you to take those dirty, dirty shoes and to stick them on the bottom to rub and lather that dirt deep into the crevices of the fabric of my ottoman is abhorrent and your mother did not teach you right. No decorum, no home training. Nothing. I want to think you were raised by wolves. And, and then to and then to get almost offended when I ask you to remove your feet from my belongings, I mean that almost makes me feel like I'm the idiot for even asking something so questionably absurd. I mean, 
And if I didn't have any strength, any internal strength, any self-control, I would have popped you. I would have popped you with my fist. You would have got got. Because that is unacceptable behavior. That Please brings continue. me that brings me to a semi-related um topic. And it's when my guests come into the room. They need to ask me if they can sit on my roommate's belongings. Sit on, use. I mean, of course, I'm not my I'm not my roommate. If they ask me and I don't know the answer to it, I'll shoot her a quick text. She gets back to me all the time. But for you to come in when my beanbag sofa with maybe three people space, even my bed, my desk chair, my side of the floor, and you pick my roommate's couch... It makes me beside myself. It really does. I I put myself out of my own shoes and step beside myself. Because who are you to use my roommate's things when I when you're my guest? I invited you in here. You sit on my side of the room. Back to my first topic. Let's talk about respecting our bedroom again. Leaving trash oh jesus please speak on it leaving trash on my beanbag on my desk inside of my desk drawer a sandwich that has been left for two whole weeks and then with bugs and maggots and then you have the nerve to whip your neck at me and say is this mine (laughs) have you lost your goddamn mind I mean have you because what the hell <laughs> like we laugh but nothing it's not and, and and it really upsets me ketchup stains on the white parts of my rug you could you didn't even have the res- enough respect to put it on the black part of my rug you put it on the white. That's the type of disrespect I'm talking about. And me, yes, I'm a tidy person. I'm a neat person. Maybe I do have a little bit of OCD. But at the end of the day, I feel like anybody would feel disrespected if trash was left in, in their room, stains were left on their furniture. And, and then what was so audacious in this particular instance was that he came in. <laughs> I said, um, look, you left a stain on my rug. And said person goes, oh, I didn't know that I did that. No, sorry. No, oh my bad, let me clean it up for you. Yes, I expect you to turn into Cinderella. Get on your hands and knees. Start scrubbing. Start scrubbing. I don't care if you have, scrub with your spit for all I care. Like there is no way in this fathomable world that you would expect me to get on my hands and knees for your mess. Exactly. Then let's talk about using people's belongings, borrowing people's belongings. <clears throat> if I lend you something as a favor, if I do anything for you, for that matter, as a favor, 
I, I, I expect it, I expect it back, especially if it's something tangible. Yes, if 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 I okay, there's two instances for this. If I if I get the Uber when we go to an event, if I buy the Uber and I say, oh no no, like guys, don't worry about it, like you don't have to pay me back. Then yes, it's all fine and dandy. If I say pay me back, please. You better pay me back. That means run me my money now. Run me that my money now. That doesn't mean wait three months and forget about it. And then when I ask for it again, I'm the crazy one. Exactly. Because where's the type of people, me and my trusty, 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 best black friend, Jada? Me and her are the type of people to put it in our reminders. It rings us up every single morning in the dawn when we wake up from that luscious and incredulous tone of an alarm, <laughs> when we hear that and we look at our lock screen, at least for me, I see, oh, so-and-so owes me so-and-so. So so for you to have the audacity in your brain to think that I will forget about what you owe me, it's, it's completely insane. Yes, and don't mistake what we're saying. We're patient and understanding people. If you don't have the money right away, that's just fine. But rest assured we won't forget. Rest assured we won't forget. And we won't. I'm patient, but I'm very, I'm never forgetful. And, never forgetful. And let's talk about the amount of money that they may owe. Yes, if you owe me $20, um, that that better, it, it, it's, it's more urgent than if it was maybe a few cents, you know? It is more urgent because yes, that like that could be a whole two Chick Fil A meals, like that that is something that you cannot even say I'm overreacting about. However, if it's something little, a little amount, yes, I don't need those few cents. But there's just this one catchphrase that me and Jada seem to always bring about. And that would be, it's the principle of the matter. It is the principle of the matter. <laughs> because, for example, if somebody owes me, let's say, $8. Or maybe even more specifically, $7.16. <laughs> if somebody owes me that amount of money, I'm expecting that amount of money to pop up in my bank account. <laughs> so when I see less than that i i'm not upset in the sense of oh no like i needed that extra 50 cents that's not what it's about it's never about that extra 50 cents it's about the fact that you ran me less than what i was owed mm. it's the fact that i put a limb out for you i took my card out and i paid for you and then you're gonna send me back less than less than i mean have you lost your goddamn mind you need to pay that back with interest, at least. If you were in the hospital and your surgeon came and said, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. We, we, can fix, we can fix your wrist, but just 96% of your wrist. Not the whole thing. But exactly. Invisibly. If you go to a braider and you want to get your hair braided, <laughs> Oh, I can braid it, just not the top. <laughs> like, what are you going to say to that? Exactly. I would rather take nothing. That's the thing. I would rather not give my time 
to you. I would rather not give my money to you than to be given less in return than what I signed up for. It's beyond disrespectful. It is. It's because you thought in your in your tiny pea brain that, oh, at least she got some of her money back. But in my brain, all I see is, wow, this person didn't even have the right to save up all of my money before they returned it to me. They left me with less than what I was owed. And they didn't think to give me the rest back until I begged for it. Until I had to go up to their dormitory room and ask for it. <laughs> so... That just really leaves me puddled, puzzled and befuddled. Mm. Because I cannot fathom something like that happening in the real world. If you were at Starbucks and you bought a $7 drink and you gave the barista $6, <laughs> she gonna look at you like you crazy. Because <laughs> you didn't pay how much the drink costs. <laughs> you're you're below what is owed. Exactly. If you're trying to buy a car and the down payment is a couple thousand let's just say and you give him a dollar fifty he's gonna look at you like you're crazy you did not pay for no car you didn't you didn't i mean what more to even say and and that goes for belongings as well and disrespect doesn't just occur inside of our own bedroom it's all around campus specifically across the hall but all around campus when I'm having a peaceful, peaceful morning, peaceful, peaceful night, when I'm trying to, <laughs> when I'm trying to bask in my own peace, and I hear a, but even more loud and distur- disruptive, voluptuous and, in sound. Yes, voluptuous in sound with more bass in it. <laughs> I abruptly whip myself out of my seating position and i wonder what in our tarnation is going on here and it's 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 gotten to a point where i had i had to consult other sources i asked my trusty 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 black roommate jada i said jada do you ever hear that door slamming and then suddenly bang we hear it together. Another one. Another one. We hear it together. And I took matters into my own hands. I I texted the RA. I said, this is unacceptable. Like, it disrupts me out of my deep, 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 deep slumber. And causes me to sometimes even whip my head up and thrash myself against this prickly, prickly popcorn ceiling. And I get bruises and scratches and rashes. It's it's harmful for my safety. And it needs to end. And it, that's, that's the respect part of it. You know other people is sleeping in the midnight hours. And, and having a joyous day. And then you come and ruin it by slamming the door. Yeah, and I think something else that needs to be said is keeping, keeping what happens in the dorm room in the dorm room. And when I say that... Let me let me paint this picture for you. You're slowly arising on a, on a Thursday morning, getting up for your class, and, and it's just a super peaceful morning. The birds are chirping outside. You, you find yourself just arising to your beautiful, lovely alarm sound music that you have set. And, and then you hear a... <laughs> that, to me, makes me thrash and crash and fall out of my bunk <laughs> bed. And I thud on the ground. Boom! That was Jada. 
afraid of falling. Because I, I, I asked myself this question. What is causing somebody to throw their guts up at 7 in the morning? 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning, and 12. And then 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m. Every p.m. All hours of the day, I'm just hearing people throw up the depths of their guts. And and that makes me wonder, whatever's going on, that's okay. But but it, to me, it almost feels exaggerated. Because mm. like you want the whole dormitory to hear you throw up from whatever you have going on in the dormitory. That's not for me to know. But I don't need to know when you're throwing your guts up. And I think it's so disrespectful to do it in the hallway to where it reverberates through the whole building. I agree. They seem to do it when their door is open for everyone to hear, which leads us to believe that it's on purpose. Additionally, this is not this is not a woman doing this. You know, our our side of the hall is girls only. Only. It's a man. It it's a man. It's a grown man. It's a grown man throwing his guts up. Throwing his guts up on the girl's side at 7 a.m. in the morning. That's truly unacceptable. Abhorrent. It, it is. And, and if, if if our RA was to even hear of such a distasteful act, it's, it's title a Title nine. nine. It's a Title it's Nine. It's a Title Nine. It really and, is. And this is a little bit off topic, but I, I feel it's the same way. When I get up in the morning, I need to take myself to the restroom to clean up and prepare for the day. I shouldn't be seeing poop in the toilet. I shouldn't be seeing disposable contacts in the sink. I shouldn't be seeing hair in the showers and on the ground. I would like my bathroom to be clean. And this isn't about the people who are so gracious and they clean our bathrooms. This is about the people who leave them in such a mess. Mm. This is about the people who have throwaway disposable contacts and they leave them in the sink. Mm. It's disrespectful. When I wake up in the morning, I'm expecting a peaceful journey from my bedroom to the restroom back to my bedroom. Mm. But instead, I'm met with the mental toil and trouble <laughs> of having to see that. Mm. Why, why are there bloody tampons just laying out? I couldn't understand. Why is there big, huge, voluptuous, tumbleweed-sized balls of hair sticking to the walls? Sticking, by the way. There's no, there's nothing, nothing there for it to stick to. It's the static friction between the hair and the wall that is keeping it stuck there. All day, all night, for days on end, until somebody has to come in there and clean it up. And there's not a goddamn thing I can do about it because those shower heads barely turn and twist. I can't just take my removable shower head off and spray down the whole bathroom. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. So when there's dirt and grime, if I don't take my hands and peel it off the wall, that's where it's going to stay. And I just don't know what to make of that. We pay too much money at this university. I pour my heart and my soul into this schoolwork and to be met with such disgusting, disgusting mediums and and ways where mm. i i'm just going to a place for no more than five minutes in the morning is it's absurd it's it's, it's grotesque i cannot <laughs> fathom such an environment and, and i feel that if those same people who leave it like that are forced to use that stall every single day and they can't just move on to a new fresh stall they wouldn't leave it like that so that's down to the respect they don't respect the other people in the building oh. they don't respect the people who clean the bathrooms mm. and they don't respect the amount of money that we pay for this university and they don't respect us at the end of the day they don't, they don't respect, respect their peers they leave they leave in a mess and and that leads me to wonder when you go home do you live like this do you live disgusting and disgraceful and grotesque in all the synonyms that have to 
have to synonymize with vile? Right. Do you go home and do you slam your doors at 7 in the morning waking up your parents? I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you gag at 6 in the morning? I don't don't think think so. so. It's just around here. So I don't understand how home trains people seemingly so (laughs) can come over here and act like this. Exactly. Exactly. I don't understand. It leaves me puzzled. It leaves me befuddled. It leaves me flabbergasted. I, I have no words other than those three. And I agree. In this episode, we have covered putting hobbies before school. It's it's simply simply put, it's stupid. If it's not working out, both you there are some people who can do both. There are some people who can succeed at both. But that takes a strong independent someone. And if you're not strong and independent and capable, you need to let something go. And there's only right one right answer to that. And we've covered that. We have covered priorities and how you need to have them. But if you can't make them, you need to be able to accept the advice from others on how to make them properly. Because clearly, if you're failing tests and failing quizzes, something isn't working. Mm. And lastly, we have talked about all different kinds of respect. Within our bedroom, outside of our bedroom, with our belongings, with our hard worked and paid for money for our peace of mind for our incredulous and jubilant and joyous days on this earth at this campus the lack of respect for any of it is is unacceptable i've been jazz and i've been jay and And this this is locked. locked